Hello, this is Serene from the Movie Reviews with Serene podcast and blog. Welcome to my podcast. You can find movie reviews, TV show reviews, facts about movies and TV shows you didn't know, monthly watch lists, and so much more. Every new episode will be released on a Sunday. Thank you for being here. Come along. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Movie Reviews with Serene podcast. Today, I am going to talk about the Emmys, which were held on September 12th. And I will tell you my predictions and if those predictions came true or not. I'll also talk about the new Peacock TV uh, show called um, Vampire Academy. Then we'll be talking about some movie and TV show news as always. And also a little little, um, list of the next week and the highlights of the next week first first of them or one of them being Star Wars Endor and I'll also talk about um Lord of the Rings Rings of Power the latest episode as and the latest episode of She-Hulk and and if we have time, I would like to talk about some some real talk related um, stuff. So come along. In the next segment, I'll be talking about my Amy predictions and if they were correct or not. Also, it's like currently raining, so if you hear some knocking, that's why. And I cannot believe that the next episode will be the 10th episode. And I'm so thankful for all your support and the feedback. So thank you so much. But let's go to the Emmys. There were a lot of surprises and a lot of snubs, as I like to call them. So on the pilot episode, I <clears throat> talked about my predictions for the 74th Emmy, Emmys. And those were held in Los Angeles on September 12th. 
but a few days prior they um handed out the creative arts the emmys for uh, creative arts those are the pre emmys and because the emmys consist of hundreds and hundreds of um categories so they were handed out they were handing out the those like less important ones and one of them was Chadwick Boseman's um Emmy tribute for his voice in Marvel's Ma- Ma- Marvel's What If uh, as a role of Black Panther and that like his death has I don't know his death was so sudden and I'm still I guess grieving and still struggling to realize that he is an angel right now like he has been an angel for some time so that like his win really has affected me and I kid you not when I say that I cried when they announced him as I had like predicted that he would win So one thing which made me really happy was and my prediction were right um was the fact that only murders in the building by Hulu won a few and also got snuffed a few times so one of them being outstanding comedy series went to Apple Mu- Apple C I always say Apple Music but it's Apple TV. Apple TV Plus is Ted Lasso. And and also like outstanding lead actor in a comedy series also went to Ted Lasso. I thought it would go to only murders in the building, but or I had thought, wanted, and predicted, but uh, that didn't happen. But the lead actress went to the fl- uh what went to the hack series. But I wanted and predicted that it would go to Kaylee Cuoco for her Amazon Prime. Prime series called The Flight Attendant, especially after watching season two, I was like, okay, it's done, she will win it. But she didn't. So I was very surprised, sad, and angry. As for guest actor in a comedy series, that went to Hulu for Nathan Lane in the Only Murders on the Building. show and yes i had predicted that so that's that's one of my predictions which were true came true i was very surprised that outstanding drama didn't go to Zendaya for Euphoria. It went to 
succession. I mean, don't get me wrong, they deserve it, but what this, like, what Euphoria did, also, I didn't know that it was by A24, so now I like Euphoria even more. Um, don't get me wrong, like, Succession is a good series. I have only watched two episodes, but, and they deserve it, of course course but i like i was my jaw was dropped to the floor when i found out that euphoria didn't win but succession won and so netflix's squid game also won a few one of them being um outstanding lead actor in a drama series and as i i like i predicted that they would win so they did. That made me happy. As predicted, outstanding lead actress in a drama series and for the second time went to Zendaya. She made um history because she won a she won that one as a twenty four year old and a twenty six year old, so she is the youngest actress who won this award for the second time. And yeah, so I predicted it. It like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if. Well, I I would be surprised if that didn't happen. But she deserves it, and I cannot wait for season two. Even though I have to wait a couple, we might have to wait a couple more years. Still, what Rue does in this story and in this show is outstandingly amazing. I don't know if that just made sense, but you get the point. So, outstanding supporting actress in the drama series. I really thought it would be um, cast Cassie, aka Sydney Sweeney, for Euphoria. But it went to succession once again. And. Outstanding guest actor in a drama series. Okay, Coleman Domingo, Ali, uh, went to A24's Euphoria, as I predicted, and I wanted, and I thought. <laughs> My favorite character from Squid Game won, as I predicted, in the category of Outstanding Guest Actress in a Drama Series, Lee Yu Mi. But Squid Game also won the next award for Outstanding Directing for a Drama Series. And I cannot wait for the second season. I think the second season would be on October twenty uh, October 31st, 2022. So, on Halloween. But um, the award for outstanding writing for a drama series went to Succession. <laughs> but I predicted it that either Hulu, Hulu's Pam and Tommy or the Dropout or Dope Sick would win the award for outstanding limited or anthology series. But the White Lotus one starring Sydney Sweeney. And I'm planning on watching that one after all the shows I have 
I wanted to watch, so that's going to be a long time. Because <laughs> I have like so many shows that I want to watch, but never get, never really have the time or, or motivation to watch. Also in television movie, went to Chippendale Rescue Rangers by Disney Plus. As I excuse me, as I predicted, I really liked this one. <laughs> I really liked that like that series because it reminds me of my childhood, childhood. Childhood, I can't talk. I cannot talk today. Oh my god! So yeah, I was very happy, and I also pre- had had predicted it. Also, lead actor in a limited limited or entire series or movie. My favorite, probably one of my favorite TV sh- uh, TV shows, Dope Sick. One that. won that award and and i'm very happy michael keaton won it for his role as dr samuel phoenix phoenix if you don't or if you haven't watched dope sick yet watch it it's so like it's this the subject matter is very heavy and especially the last episode i remember i was i was like crawl i was like bawling my eyes out but it's so beautiful to an extent yet realistic because it's about the opioid crisis in the um, in, in the USA and I don't want to spoil anything so just watch it so another prediction of mine this time who uh, who's dropout won the award for outstanding outstanding lead actress in a limited or anthology series or movie honestly i was surprised that Seth Rogen didn't win his award for his performance in Pam and Tommy as a bad guy. Because, like, I I, I remember watching Pam and Tommy. And also, uh, when it premiered, well, actually a couple of weeks prior, or a month prior or so, I, like, read the cast. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then I watched the, I watched the first two episodes I reckon and I was like and I, I, I read his name was like Seth Rogen mm-hmm. and then in I think, I think episode 3 or something he you know we get his character being introduced, introduced to us the audience and I, I was like I know this voice but I don't but but I don't remember this like I, 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 I was like, this voice sounds so similar, so familiar to me. Who's that? And I like Google. I was like, oh, it's Seth Rogen. But I really didn't. 
I couldn't rec- recognize him. I was like, I was I was so shocked when I, when I like realized that that's him, and therefore the award went to Murray Bartlett for his role in The White Lotus. Um, as I predicted, the award for outstanding host for re- reality or competition program. Also, I'm like sprinting a few categories because I didn't have any predictions on them. Um, went to Mama Ru, aka RuPaul, for RuPaul's Drag Race. So I was very happy. So my picks for the outstanding unstructured reality program were Selling Sunset and RuPaul's Drag Race, but Love and Spectrum won, and I think by Netflix. So SNL Saturday Night Live won the in the Emmy Award for Outstanding Variety Sketch Series, as I predicted. So my predictions for the category of outstanding animated program were Rick and Adult Adult Swim's Rick and Morty, Netflix's Arcane, League of Legends, Marvel's uh, and Disney Plus's uh, What If, or former Fox's <laughs> The Simpsons, or Bob's Bob's Burgers. But and I'm so 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 happy and. I don't know, I'm just so happy. Arcade won, and I cannot wait for the second season. I'm so excited. I screamed when I found out that David Fincher's Love, Death, and Robots won the award for Outstanding Short Form Animated Program. I don't know, I like. I just love that series so much, and I cannot wait for the fourth season on Netflix. Squid Game won another award for outstanding production design for a narrative com- contemporary program. One hour or more. So they want that. They 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 like even surpassed my other pre- my like Plan B winner, the flight attendant. Only Mothers in the Building won also another one, this time for the category of Outstanding Production Design for a Narrative Program. And Outstanding Production Design for a Variety, Reality or Competition Series went to Mamaru again, RuPaul. Uh, 
um, Hulu's about about elementary won most of the awards, and I am planning on watching that once I have time. <laughs> So outstanding casting for drama for a drama series, I thought and wanted and predicted that it could go to Euphoria for obvious reasons, but it went to Succession. I'm not hating on Succession. It might like come across like that, but I'm, I don't know, <laughs> I'm just kind of sad that it didn't go to Euphoria. Rihanna's Savage X Fenty Show Volume 3 won the award for Outstanding Choreography for Variety or Reality Programming, which was another prediction of mine, which came true. So, Euphoria won another uh, award for Outstanding Choreography for Scripted Programming. I'm so happy. Another prediction of mine came true and I couldn't be happier. Dopesick won another award for outstanding cinematic cinema, cinematography for a limited or anthology series or movie. I mean those one takes and those like really cool color grading, especially in the I think seventh episode. Wow. It was so cool. And the usage of neon lights were also cool. So, I'm kind of sad and like surprised because I thought that Lily James would win the award for her painful prosthetics and costume in Holos Pemon Tommy. But not even Euphoria won. Not, like, and that w- that would be the, for the category of outstanding contemporary costumes. So, like, another snub was that Bridget Bridg- didn't win the award for outstanding period costume. But Netflix is the great one because of Queen Elizabeth. Um, and the like, same thing went also for the fantas- fantasy and sci-fi co- costumes category. Where I thought that Moon Knight or Loki... Loki? Loki? <laughs> um should have like or would have won but it went to what we do in the shadows um by taika waititi which i'm also planning on watching i i'm telling you my watch list will be even longer than prior the emmys (laughs) the award for Outstanding writing for a non-fiction program went to Lucy and Daisy. 
um, I had I got the opportunity to watch that a couple pri- a couple months prior its release. Honestly, the, it started great, but it ended flat. So no comment on that. So, Euphoria won another award for Outstanding Contemporary Hairstyling. Oh, no, um, excuse me. American Crime won that instead of Euphoria. The Outstanding Period and or Character Hairstyling went to Bridgeton. Rightfully, because of the Queen, her wig was... Wow. It, it looked so heavy and she just walked on like walked with it so gracefully so i cannot i am very excited and cannot wait for the next season euphoria won another award for its outstanding contemporary makeup non-prosthetic do i have to say anything about that no i don't think so so another prediction of mine came true as Pam and Tommy won the award for outstanding period and or character makeup, non prosthetic, prosthetic, not prosthetic, prosthetic. I'm really happy that Ben Stiller won an award for outstanding main title design for his Apple TV Plus series um, Severance, which I liked. It would also like it's also made me very claustrophobic, but it's still a cool thing to watch. And and he also won the award for outstanding music composition for a series. Um, for Severance. Oh, and uh, for a series original dramatic score. So Dove Cameron won an award for the category of Outstanding Original Music and Lyric um, for her, her role in Shemagedon. Stranger Things won an award for, out, well, one of, they won many. For first one was for Outstanding Music Supervision. And then they won the award for outstanding makeup, prosthetics. Outstanding narrator award went to President, not President, former President Barack Obama for his narration in Our Great National Parks. Like him and Morgan Freeman have the most calming soothing voices on this planet along with oprah i would say outstanding picture editing for variety programming i went to a black lady sketch show i thought it would go to the 20th anniversary of harry potter but it didn't Outstanding single camera picture editing for a comedy series. Should have gone to all the murders in the building, but it went to Barry. 
and I'm fine with it because I'm planning on watching it. Also, like this was this series was also on my watch list, and now my watch list got like so much longer. The award for outstanding single camera picture editing for a drama series went to Euphoria, eight by eight twenty four, and HBO Max. Outstanding st- single camera picture editing for a limited or anthology series or movie went to The White Lotus. Outstanding sound mixing for a comedy or drama series, Half Hour, and animation went to Only Murders in the Building. Yes, I'm very happy with this decision. Stranger Things won another one, another award. Outstanding sound mixing for a comedy or drama series. Outstanding sound mixing for a limited or anthology series or movie. That award went to The White Lotus, surpassing Dopesick and Moon Knight and Pam and Tommy. Miles Moon Knight finally won an Emmy award for. Outstanding sound editing for a limited or anthology series or well anthology series movie or special. Stranger Things won another award for outstanding sound editing for a comedy or drama series as I predicted. Arcane lost an award to Barry for outstanding sound editing for a comedy and drama series and animation outstanding special vis- visual effects in a season or a movie went to boba fett i don't understand why like i watched the first episode i was like mm, not for me so i maybe it's because of the desert <laughs> i don't know outstanding sound editing for a comedy series and Animation went to Barry once again, surpassing Love, Death and Robots by David Fincher and Loki and Arcane. As I predicted once again, the award for outstanding special visual effects in a single episode was won by Squid Game. I thought Hawkeye would win the category for outstanding stunt coordination for a comedy series or a variety. Uh, program but Barry won that award as for the category of outstanding stunt coordination for drama series limited or anthology series or movie went to Stranger Things as I predicted Squid Game won another award for outstanding stunt performance I really thought Moon Knight would win it but it went to Squid Game Arcane won another award. Netflix Arcane, uh, League of Legends, won another award for outstanding individual archie achievement in an animation. And the coolest thing about that is they won all that they were um nominated for three. Awards, well, not three. They were nominated three times in that category and they won all of them. Outstanding animated program went to Arcane once again. And that is for my predictions and...
for the 74th Emmy Awards. I was, like I said, I'm very surprised that a few of my predictions didn't come true, but I'm also very happy that those I had predicted came true. So let me know what you guys thought about the winners and the losers of the 74th Emmy Awards. Emmys. Anyways, in the next segment, I want to talk about some new or more information and new TV show and movie news. Stay tuned for that. So, excuse me. So the second season of Big Shot by Disney Plus will be released on October 12th this year. And on the 23 they had announced Disney had Disney had announced that the Zootopia Plus series would be um would be released sometime this year and now we have the release date and that's November 9th 2022 Disney also announced that um the Santa Claus is excuse me um the live action movie uh, will be released on November 16th 2022 then this what's called the second installment of or not second mm, this <laughs> Disney Plus's National Treasure well, the next installment. I don't. I. I've never watched the, those, but there will be an installment, and it's called National Treasure: Edge of History, starring uh, Nicolas Cage. Will be released on December December fourteenth on twenty twenty two on Disney Plus. The se- the second season of the prequel of the proud family titled the proud family louder and Prou- prouder will be released um on disney plus in february of 2023 we also Got a trailer for uh, Percy Jackson, the Olympia movie. That will be, I think, the prequel. Has, yeah, it's the prequel. Yeah, uh, the prequel. Um, that will be released on 2024. 
in the year 2024 on Disney+. There will be another adventure <coughs> adventure and fantasy fantasy movie called um Strange World and that will be released on November 24th 2022 uh via the movie th- theater and then we got a haunted mansion trailer for uh, at the uh, at D23 expo and now we have a release date it will be released on march 10th 2023 the little mermaid with um hayley bailey the live action version would be will be released on May 25th, 2023. And I know there are so many people are like saying, oh, that's not our Little Mermaid. Or they're saying she shouldn't have been um, a person of color. She should have been white. But my in my opinion, us white people... We have had representatives for a really long time. I think it's time for the other races to have their rep- representatives. And so little girls, like little mixed people, mixed g- girls can say, oh, there is a person who's looking like me. You know what I'm trying to say? And I know it's like I know that change is hard but and it's not familiar for not me but you know for all the people who were going who were growing up with the little mermaid and and now are like mm, that's not my little mermaid but you have to think that She is still your little mermaid, but she just looks differently. And also, change has to be const- const- constantly consistent. So you you have to accept accept it that now the little mermaid looks different. And I I think it's a really cool thing for people who for like those who have always felt missed miss out because missed out because they weren't they because there weren't representatives or there there weren't people who were looking like them and also I guess that's also why Black Panther was celebrated in the African American culture that much because the little girls were saying oh there is a I didn't know that there was a superhero who would look like me or his his sister would look like me, you know. So I think it's a great expansion for Disney. And also, I think it's a great, great opportunity for 
those who have always felt left out or excluded to finally get the chance to you know feel represented and feel seen that's my opinion you can let me know your opinion after this episode um yeah that's it for the moment so the fifth installment of indiana jones will be released on june 29th 2023 we also got an announcement for uh, elemental that fantasy romance movie by pixar with a girl a fire girl and the water boy and they are like falling in love but they cannot touch one another because fire you know dies if you put water in it so that movie will be released on june 16th 2023 then we found out that there will be a another prequel for to snow white and gal gadot would play the evil queen and i cannot wait for her to see her because from what from what i have heard and read she looked amazing and did a great job anyways that movie will be released um on no in the year of 2024 Okay, so one I told you that um a couple of episodes prior that one approach was um what's it called one of was developing a game adaptation called Horizon or for Horizon, and now we found out that or actually I did that it will be a movie. But no release date on release date on that. Amazon Studios is currently de- um, developing a movie called Red One. Universal Pictures is also developing a movie called Armageddon Time, and that one will be released later this year. Um, on November 24th, 2022, to be exact. Mila Kunis will star in a Netflix movie called Luckiest Girl Alive. And that one will be released in a couple of weeks, being October 7th, 2022. And I really liked that one because it's it's a thriller and a drama, and I really like Mila Kunis in a leading role. I think the last one was 
bad moms and bad moms too and i also i also watching the 19th season of um currently the 19th season of family guy and her portraying meg is just so much fun anyways let's continue so xyz films is developing a movie for the the 2000s phone craze called blackberry so the the blackberry phones will have a movie and i'm honestly very excited because i used to own a blackberry prior buying my first iphone so i'm i'm going to watch that but we don't have a release date um capstone studios is well actually let me refrain so rick flag from the suicide squad i don't remember his name the actor's name I think Joey something Joey Cool, I don't remember. Anyways, he is or was cast in a movie called Symphony for the Devil, and that movie is currently in development for Capstone Studios. Brandon Fraser, once again, said to Variety. That the that the bad girls cancellation is disappointing. We can all agree with that. And he says, quote, The fans really wanted to see this film made. Leslie Grace is a dynamo. End of quote. I think it's not a surprise that I'm still very mad and angry and sad about the cancellation. Not the cancellation, the, 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 the fucking dis- like destruction of the Batman movie. Bat, not Batman, Batgirl movie. So Marvel Games has revealed that they are developing the following games or they that those games are in development excuse me so and those are following black panther and captain america but we we already knew that (laughs) then we have midnight suns then we have spider-man 2 then iron man wolverine Black Panther. Shane, Sean Levy says to Variety that the Stranger Things cinematic universe is coming. But there was a rumor, I mean, not a rumor, because it's from Variety. So, Sean Levy and Ryan Reynolds, aka Deadpool, were trying to make a Stranger Things 
and Deadpool crossover. But then they decided not to do that. So there will be or there's currently an um Elvis Presley prequel titled Priscilla for a 24 film and the director Sofia Coppola wanted to cast Justin Bieber Um, but she casted Jacob Alordi, okay, Nate, from Euphoria. Olivia Coleman will play the special agent, Sonia Falsworth in the secret in Marvel's Secret Invasions. Tayona per- Paris has confirmed that Monica Rambeau will fly in the Marvels. Nintendo has announced that they want they will be releasing Pikmin 4 in 2023. I saw the first trailer for Domain Chazelle's um Balion. And the movie stars um, Diego Calva, Marco Robbie, Brad Pitt, Tobey Maguire, and so, so many more. And that will be released on December 25th. And I really liked this, the trailer. It looked like um, Elvis meets... Elvis meets a stars born. That's my opinion, but it's still I really liked the I really liked Toby Maguire and Margot Robbie in that. So this third season of The Witcher. But has wrapped uh, filming. Jacob Lofo Lo. 
Loveland will play an Arkham Asylum inmate in Joker 2 via The Hollywood Reporter. Oh yeah, speaking of the Deadpool and Stranger Things um crossover. <laughs> Sean Levy said and I quote Sorry, my dumb joke led to misleading headlines. End of quote. I mean he should have like thought before he opened his mouth and said anything like that. Because like I asked a family member of mine because she loves Stranger Things and I love Deadpool so I was like what do you think about it? and she's like that sounds cool and then I like had to deliver the news that it wouldn't work and she was very sad anyways the legend of Lazenda <laughs> oh my god the legend of <laughs> The Legend of Zelda game titled um, Tears of the Kingdom will release on May twenty May twelfth, twenty twenty three. But I don't really think it's a game. I think it's a movie, but we'll see. Kevin Feige has said that Skrull's invasion to Earth is more menace than Thanos. Do you think that Skrull's will be a part of Black Panther now that he says he has he has he said that? (laughs) So the School of Netflix's School of Good and Evil starring Charlize Theron and a bunch of other people was pushed back a little bit. I don't remember the original date, but I, I do remember, I think it's like, it was supposed to start this month, I think 22nd September or... The twenty uh, second of September or twenty fourth of September, I don't remember. Um, but that one was pushed back to October nineteenth, twenty twenty two, and I know, I think, and I know, because of the season two premiere of um, Fate, Winks. Saga, Fate, the Fate, the Wink Saga. I think they like were they were like they were like Andrew. They 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 pulled an Andrew to us, the audience, because the same thing happened with House of the Dragon and Andor. Andor, as you know, was supposed to start um begin on. August 
31st but because of the start of uh, House of the Dragon on August 22nd if I'm not mistaken and also uh, the start of um, Lord of the Rings Rings of Power on September 2nd they the studio thought that you know the biggest fan fantasy fantasy books of all time were you know too much traffic or would have been too much or not too much they would have been like less traffic than uh, in comparison to Endor so they like did that and I think that's also why um the school of good and good and evil I don't want to say good and bad I don't know the school of good and evil were pushed back because of the start of the faith um not faith faith the wink saga season two and I still haven't watched it so I will watch it sometime this week and also, um, Black Adam will be released on October 20th instead of November. I am not mad about that. I cannot wait to watch that. So, Amazon Prime Video will release um, the new movie by Harry Styles titled My Policeman on November 4th and I'm planning on watching Don't Worry Darling on September 23rd as well we have a release date for Babylon the the movie with Tobey Maguire and uh, Margot Robbie and Brad Pitt and a bunch of other people um, by Paramount Pictures, that will be will be that will be released on January nineteenth, twenty twenty three. Lionsgate has announced a movie called The Strangers, and that one will be released on twenty twenty three. So, I told you that there is a live-action movie in development for the game Gran Turismo for PlayStation. And according to The Hollywood Reporter, David Har Harbour, Harbour? Harbour? <laughs> will star in Neil Blomkamp's live-action Gran Turismo movie. So the writer of the Kang Dynasty, Avengers the Kang Dynasty, was announced, and it's Jeff Lowness. He also wrote the screenplay for Ant-Man 3, 
uh, and then and there was Quantumania uh, via deadline or according to deadline Um, Colossus, aka Stefan Kapicic from Deadpool, has revealed that Deadpool 3 will begin filming next year. And the filming of uh, Marvel's Blade will begin on October 3rd in Atlanta. The filming of Agatha Agatha, Agatha, cover of Chaos, will begin in December this year, Marvels. Um, Taika Waititi's Star Wars next Star Wars movie called Rogue Squadron was well the the release date for that was removed so there is no release date And the next Star Wars movie will be released on December 19th, 2025. Um, Alakwa Cox has revealed that Maya Lopez will have special abilities in Echo, the pre the prequel series for Hawkeye. And she said, and I quote, there will be a moment in the TV series where Maya will be returning from a city and she will have special abilities. She will become stranger. <laughs> she will become stronger than before. Okay, maybe I'm going too far. End of quote. Um, Timothy Chalamet has relieved us, has revealed that he will have seven musical numbers in Wonka. The Willy Wonka movie. Then, filming of Arm, Armor Wars will begin on October 4th in Atlanta via the production weekly. Shang-Chi 2 will be released on February 14th, 2025. And So, Kenan the Hunter 
has a new release date, and that's October 6, 2023, along with Madame Vap with Dakota Johnson and a bunch of other people. Um, that one will be released on February 16th, 2024. Warner Bros. said that Constantine's sequel, um, Keanu Reeves and Francis Lawrence, will star a what? The Constantine sequel, excuse me, will star Keanu Reeves, Francis Lawrence. Akiva Golds, Goldsman and it will be scripted and produced with the Bad Robots JJ Abrams and Hannah Michaela and that's it for the news let me know which one were you surprised to her here and which one are you excited to watch or to to play? <laughs> because there were some games. To talk about um, Peacock's newest series, fantasy series called Vampire Academy. This is a book adaptation. It's a drama and fantasy and it stars Daniela Neves from Sex Appeal, Appeal, Appeal the 2021 movie. Then Sissy Stringer, she was in Mortal Kombat. Kieran Moore, he was in The Sandman, Netflix's. And then Andre Diakim, he was in Lock and Key by Netflix. And Nicole, Nicole Collers, aka From Fast Food. I'm so excited. <laughs> I was like, I, I was so happy when I saw her, her in this series this was released on september 15th it was on peacock it was directed by billy woodruff he did um the popular mm, where is it hbo i think hbo if i'm not mistaken uh empire so the premise is that in a world of privilege and glamour, two young women's friendship transcends their strikingly different classes as they prepare to complete their education and enter royal vampire society. That was a hair. Um, teenage Moroi. So there are two groups. One are the Moroi's. And the second one I'll talk about later. 
Teenage Mariah Lisa battles with the death of her parents, coming back to a school where she doesn't feel safe and the dark side effects of spirit. She has her best friend Rose, who is shadow kissed and is bound with Lisa, meaning she can see inside her mind. Also, like how they did their inside her mind thingy was so. That's so Raven-esque. And yes, that brought me back to my childhood again. Anyways, um... Into the mind and feel... And feel all her thoughts and feelings. The two of them battle high school bullies. Magic caused mental illness and forbidden remo- remo- romance. They also have someone out to get them, a royal Moroi who was close with Lisa's family. He wants to use Lisa to heal his sickness that is killing him rap- rapidly. Rose, that's her best friend, Rose is in love with her older instructor, Dimitri, who was, who is also supposed to be Protecting Lisa. Rose and Dimitri fall in love but can't be together. Their age is their age. His teacher status and them both having to protect Lisa all being reasons they try and fail at not loving each other. Lisa, the last of her royal line, finds love in a social outcast Christian who who is parents whose parents turned Strigoi when he was younger. Oh yeah, that's the other group. Rose is leaning Rose is learning to protect Lisa against Strigoi, the evil immortal vampires. And Lisa is battling her newly found magic spirit that was hidden from the Moroi society for so long. Moroi specialize in one or five elements. Fire, water, earth, air, or spirit. Lisa is one of the only spirit users. So this series has 11 episodes in its first season. And the first three episodes were released on Thursday, September 15th. And from what I've like watched um, from the tra- uh, trailers, featurettes, and sp- sp- um, TV spots, this movie, uh, this TV show, excuse me, really reminded me of CW's Shadowhunters, but you can also watch it on Netflix, that's what I did. And Netflix's first kill. But also a little bit of hung- the Hunger Games. So in episode 1, it's a pilot episode and you can really see that because of the CGI being bad. Very bad. With their lives opened up- by tragedy, Rose this place is uncertain 
as Lisa faces a new role in court. The Moroi are non-immortal vampires who are also cool with daylight. That's weird because Lisa went outside at, in 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 one scene, and she went outside with a with a white umbrella and didn't and didn't really. Turn to sand. Excuse me, that just cut off. Anyways, um, yeah. So like, she was wearing a bla- a white umbrella, and didn't turn into sand or dirt. And daylight in bright daylight oh yeah the the second mm, group is called the damphiers and they're like the uh, the moroys are the protectors and the damphiers are the guardians and the offspring of a human and Moroi parent. That's um Lisa. In episode two, Lisa fears the world will learn her secret and Rose must face the consequences of her actions. And in episode three, the Dom Dominion suffers a great loss. Rose meets her match, and Christian receives shocking news. Honestly, after watching all three episodes, I like binge watched it, and uh, they go from forty minutes to fifty minutes, so range between those. Um, I generally have to say that I had a lot of fun watching this series, at least the first three episodes. It's a mix of Shadowhunters, The Hunger Games, without the starving, of course, The Vampire Diaries, but with more sex and violence. There were some really cool, cool and good action sequences, uh, like um, MMA sequences. And the color rating was alright. Because there it sometimes it was like the same thing with Lord of the Rings, this Rings of Power. It when it's dark, it's too dark. When it's bright, it's too bright. I really like this story and can't wait for the next episode this Thursday. actors they got are so beautiful and it makes this even better my only dislike is the effects they use they used and and when lisa is doing her magic thingies along with the bad 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 cgi especially when it's dark outside 
I but I really enjoyed the dialogue and the suspense and horror elements and the jump scares which I of course didn't see <laughs> didn't see and I was and I almost like I might have said yes in German because my family member wanted to get from my recording situation. Anyways, um, yeah, so I really enjoyed the dialogue and the suspense and the horror elements and the jump scares. As I was saying, I when the jump when the first jump scare, I think it was an episode. One, the end. No, episode two. Excuse me, the end. I was like, I wasn't. I almost threw. Well, I my laptop almost fell out of my hands when I when that happened. So overall, I really liked this episode and the series. Excuse me, and. I cannot wait to watch the next and um episodes and the upcoming ones. Um I'm so sad because I watched the last episode of DC's and HBO Max's Harley Quinn the animated series of season three. But I'm happy that it got renewed for a fourth season but still i don't want to wait a year um yeah that's why i'm a little bit sad so on episode four as we all thought we would get daredevil we didn't and i'm so disappointed because i really thought we would get him like i watched the marvel's she-hulk the fourth episode i watched it i think four times because i thought maybe i like missed something so i like watch it over and over again but we only got the hint of daredevil and i think i hope and think and want that we will get it this week in episode 5 So she discovers that Tatiana uh, Jamila Jamil owns the or not owns has trademarked trademarked the name she hulk for her beauty line and she's uh, suing Jennifer Walters honestly like uh, when <laughs> i was so excited to watch this episode because i thought that we would have like we would get daredevil 
but we only got a daredevil hint and only for one second and like there wasn't even an action in this episode Her, st her story really reminded me of Kylie, Kylie's, uh, Kylie Jenner's, um, Kylie cosmetic stores, because it's like pink and beautiful and color organized. I think the final shot was the only good part of this episode, but it... But it did con confirm that the Netflix Daredevil series won't be a canon for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is really disappointing for me as I... As I think, and in my opinion, Daredevil is the one of the best comic book shows ever made because it did everything right the action was beautiful and the story was heartbreaking and sad but also very entertaining at times but I'm still watching She-Hulk because it makes me laugh. And the realness is she is spitting during these episodes about us women and what we have to go through or deal with in a daily basis is very relatable to me, sadly. Um... Back to Daredevil, like, it got the action down, the story was, the story and characters were incredible, the costume was nice and shiny. <laughs> it did a real good job of the courtroom side of things, though, I mean. I liked how Marvel merchandise scene like, I like the Marvel merchandise scene in the elevator. I'm still hopeful for the remaining episodes. And I'm still sad that we didn't get Daredevil this week. As we all thought. Okay, now onto something very exciting. The fourth episode of The Rings of Power had me in a chokehold because of the thing that the giant revealed or said. <laughs> Thank you.
So, the premise of the fourth episode is Queen Regent Miriel's faith is tested. Isildur finds himself at a crossroad. Alondir uncovers a secret. Arondir is giving an ultimatum. Theo disobeys Bronwyn. I had to hold my breath when the giant talked about Sauron. I'm still shocked. I was, I was not expecting that. But it kind of... It kind of... Strengthened my theory that the giant is a descendant of Gandalf. Um, there were some truly fantastic themes throughout this episode. The visuals are amazing, as usual. The standout is to me still the story within Casa Doom. Elond and Durin have a very good on-screen friendship. Tisa is also entertaining, even though I haven't been fond of the actress during the marketing of this series. The scenes within Casa Doom were great. But the problem with this show, and we're like four hours and four episodes in, is that they are trying to balance too many characters all at once. The first four episodes felt more like a prologue for what is to come, in my, in my belief and opinion. Therefore, I think that the fifth episode this week will be actual will be the actual beginning of the show <clears throat> like reading the first chapter of a book after reading the prologue and this episode f- filled the kind of it, was, it felt felt and filled like a filler episode at one point I think the second act and the third act and but it did fill in the gaps and leads as uh, well into the story with a cliffhanger, of course, of a great size. Therefore, I'm looking for the fifth episode, forward for the fifth episode. Every action scene, like, it, they don't have to slow them down. I'm kind of, sort of, sure that the man in the con, con, why can't I speak today? Comet is not Saron, or is he Saron? I'm still very confused, and but excited because I think it will be, it will get really revealed. 
to us in in a couple of episodes or like the upcoming i think episode six or episode seven we might um find out that if it's Saron, if it's not Saron. For the men in Nomenor, the queen understands she is another interesting character in this story. The way she takes decisions is to be kept in mind. So I like also wrote this in my new notes. Here comes my problem with the lighting. When they're in these caves, in these caves, and are fighting with the orkies, aka orcs, I like to call the orc orcs orkies. I don't know why. The lighting is too dark, and I have to like turn off the brightest setting on my t- TV to see something. I cannot see if it's too dark, and if it's if they're outside and we are seeing Kazadum or the realm of the elves, it's too bright. So they have to find a way to balance them. And also, I think my neighbors are listening to me ranting about the color grading. Because I opened the window because it's too hot in here. And that's also why the soothing rain sounds are coming from where the uh, where they are coming from anyways the lighting like please i'm begging the amazon studios like make i don't know like find somebody who can balance them out the ending of the episode is the good spark that I have on the series to light the fire which should have been lit in earlier but better than but better what? why can't I speak? better than late huh? better late than never so yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm still invested and happy about this. And even though I don't like the color grading and uh, have my issues with the lighting, I'm still invested and I still want to know who is Sauron, if we if the giant is Gandalf or a brother of him of his or But the elves are, not the elves, excuse me, the hard footers are still too clean. I want them to be dirty. (laughs) Like, I don't understand why it's so hard for them to be dirty. That those are my only, like, dislikes of this show. And also the fact that it's, the action scenes are slowed down. Yeah, but overall, I really like this episode, and I cannot wait to watch more this week. Mm, 
I think that's it for um, what I seen this week. And for next, also like next week, I'm. Uh, I think the highlight of. One of the highlights of this year. Cassid, Cassid, what's his name? Cassid. Um, Endor is finally being released with its three episodes in its first premiere day, and I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I, I like also watched, um, like I said, the Endor um, Disney Plus Day special, and now, now I'm even more excited to watch it. Oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> but also I'm I, I'm also planning on watching um Don't Worry Darling like I said. And Endor like I said and um the David David Bowie what's it called? David Bowie biopic uh Monash Daydream. And everything else that's going to be released next week. And that's it for today's episode. I'm once again very thankful that you choose to listen to my podcast and send in your messages and DMs and suggestions. And I'm just so happy that I get to share what share something which makes me happy. And also the real talk thingy I want to talk about is like, I don't know this is if this is just me or a bunch of other people, but ever since I turned 24 years old, back in June, I have been in this state of a quarter-life crisis, meaning that the things that used to make me happy don't make me happy anymore, meaning me having anxiety on a daily basis about my future, because I have a plan for my future, as many people do, but because of the societal um, expectations for like you have to have a baby at 25 or you have to have a job or you have to have a car or you have to own a house at a certain age we 20 somethings are just in a very messed up mindset because of the society and if i know like some i know that you can do whatever you want and don't give a damn about society but you are just programmed you know you're programmed to 
have a have a have a, a car at twenty six years old, or earn money at twenty five years old, or you know have your life figured out at that age, at twenty five, twenty six, and so on, and and if you don't have that, like me, if you don't, if you don't. Well, you know, you know what you want to do, but you can't because of the society. You just end up in this hole and feel lost, and I think that's also why I was emotional this week because every person I asked, and those are like twenty somethings or thirty somethings. They're also feeling lost, like I am, even though I am not lost because I know what I want to do and, and that I know I can earn money. And also, also like the the system is also rigged, because you, if you go to college, like I did, I like decided not to do anymore because it doesn't, I doesn't make me happy and I don't have the energy and. I don't have the mental capacity anymore, and also, I don't have the spark anymore. So, if you go to college, you end up with thousands and thousands of euros or dollars in student loans. So the second alternative is. Finding a job, having a job, and like even that, it's so hard because you are applying to every single job, but you end up you are ending up with with them saying you are too skilled for this job, but then. Now you you have another fear of being, if I'm too skilled for a job, what can I do? What what is my what can be my job? What where can I where can I apply? And that's where I'm right now. Like I have an opportunity, but I can I will I want to take that opportunity, but. That will require me to leave my hometown, to leave my country, for work reasons. And if I don't take this opportunity, I'm just left with this podcast. Don't get me wrong, I love this podcast. I love doing this podcast. Um, but I like. I struggle with so much depression and anxiety because i cannot find the job suitable for me i found one but that would require me to leave everything behind and start over and if i don't i cannot find a job in my hometown because i'm too skilled for if if for a 95 9 to 5 job and now the society is like expect expects 
from me and from others to be healthy and to function properly with this huge weight of anxiety and their expectations because also but also is the case when you're 25 or 26 or 24 or 20 something in general if you cannot meet those expectations you feel left out or you feel um as if your life is just you know as as if you're behind even though you aren't behind i guess my goal is to break those expectations and do what what i want to do and what makes me happy or will make me happy so um that's the real real talk element of this episode um it just bothers me so much that we have been programmed through generations to do this and if we don't we're just left out we're just feeling left behind and that we're just running out of time even though we're just still so young like an average human being can live up to 100 but realistically that's just 70 or 80 or like my great grandmother 97 yeah anyways thank you so much for listening to this episode and you can leave a review on apple podcasts and on spotify and i will talk to you next week bye